The Advice Show is sponsored by Invesco. Today's professional investors are overloaded with more information than ever. At Invesco, we help professional investors see the possibilities ahead by cutting through the noise to the ideas that matter. Visit Invesco.com to see how. Invesco. Let's advance together. Capital at risk. Good morning, good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the Advice Show podcast, bringing you UK and global insights into the financial planning profession. My name is Laura Perkis, I'm the Deputy Online Editor here at CityY New Model Advisor and today I'm going to be speaking to Taylor Beavis, who is the Founder and Director of Universe Financial Advice in Newbury, who's going to be talking to me about imposter syndrome. Now, imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud and it disproportionately affects high-achieving young people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. At just 25 years old, Taylor runs his own directly authorised advice firm and has struggled to accept some of his big successes. So today I'm going to be speaking to him about how imposter syndrome affects him and how he deals with it when it hits. So I read your piece you published in New Model Advisor. Well, actually, I published a New Model Advisor from you um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and it was really interesting at the end where you talked about uh, imposter syndrome and how that affects you. Um, I thought it was super interesting because I feel like I, we're a similar age and I definitely feel like I'm starting to feel that too. Uh, you know, when do you, did you start realising you felt like that? And, you know, what was it that made you realise it? Yeah, so, um, okay, so I think there, if I think about it, I think there are really two key times that this has happened. Um, so number one, before I made a big change, before I made the big move to become an, an advisor, um, and then number two, uh, it kind of went away for a little period of time and then it came back once I started to become successful. And I think that's really common. Um, and it's a, so for most people, the imposter syndrome thoughts um, stop them starting something that they want to start. For me, I got over that started. Um, and then I thought, this is great. It's never going to happen again. And then it it comes back like a grey cloud when you start to to achieve success, which is really weird. But yes, yeah, so I'd say those two those two times are the key key times. So when when you started to notice you were feeling it, what what would you say is the feeling of imposter syndrome? Because you know we talk about it, but what 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 does that mean to you? Yeah, it's a bizarre one, um, and it's really hard to explain. But I guess it feels like. Um, in, in the most simplest way to explain it, it would feel like you you feel like a fraud, like, hang on, someone's going to find out that actually I'm not as talented, I'm not as, um, qu- you know, qualified as I think I am. Um, so, so I think it's that, I think you, you suddenly start to think and second guess whether what you're doing is correct, whether you're a fraud in the industry and everybody else is actually better than you. Um, and so it's kind of a grey cloud which just sits there and, and you can't really get rid of it very easily. Um, so, and we'll come on to how, you know, I kind of deal with it. But yes, so to answer your question, that's what it feels like. It just feels like this grey cloud around you. Achieving the qualifications that made you start to feel it, or was it when your business itself started to grow and started to do that? So it was when, no, not the qualifications. Um, they, because with a qualification, I think the difference is you, you physically get a certificate. You, you're not in doubt as to whether you have achieved it. You yeah. never achieved it. Um, with business, it's slightly different, and, and not just business, in careers where you're going through a successful career, um, there's nobody that, that validates that what you've done is correct, really. Um, and although socially, I was, you know, on, um, you know, New Model Advisor, I was having these articles, people were reaching out to me and they wanted to speak to me, that actually made it worse, because I was thinking, 
they, you know, and I loved, I loved having all of that, that experiences um, and it was great, but it made the imposter syndrome worse and it made me really have to deal with it because you then start to think, well, these people are reaching out to me. They want to speak to me and understand how I've got to this point, which must mean that I'm at a different point to what they feel they're at, but am I a fraud at being at that point? Am I really at that point? Um, and all of these thoughts start to come in. Um, and so for me, I just had to kind of almost sit myself down and say, no, no, you, you have achieved these things and you're, you're doing them right. And imposter syndrome, if you, if you look at the research and the data behind it, it massively impacts people who are uh, perfectionists, so people that want to get things 100% perfect before they do something. Um, sometimes that's me. Um, so, you know, you start to think, am I inadequate? So, for example, to put it into context for you um, for and for other advisors, for me, that was when I became directly authorised. So because I had gone through that journey and I hadn't found it too difficult, um, I then thought, well, I must have missed something. I must have not uh, gone through this process perfectly. Um, when actually the reality is it's never going to be perfect. Um, and, and I had done it correctly, but I experienced it at that, that key point, becoming directly authorised. Do you think that being so young, I assume you're young, I think yeah. you're young, I'm pretty sure you're young, uh, do you think that that makes it worse or, or is that something that you think about when you're, you know, thinking you don't deserve these things? Yeah, absolutely. So again, imposter syndrome, um, you know, fancy name, but it, it really comes in when you are in an environment where you're not the majority. So for me, being a, a young gay man in an industry which is very much not that, um, and uh, rightly or wrongly, I feel like, you know, I'm the minority of advisors because of my age, um, you know, early 20s when I started. Um, and so that, that also brings it about in, in terms of you think, well, I can't be as good as them because they're very different to me. And those individuals uh, will ex should should experience it less because they are more of the norm. So so my suggestions or thoughts and you know thinking around this area is what a fantastic thing that you guys are doing by putting young people and making the audience more diversified, which we're doing for obvious diversity and inclusion reasons, but not only that, just reducing the impacts of people that feel that they're inadequate in in a, a industry that is very heavily towards one type of person. Absolutely. I mean, it seems we are starting to head away from it being one type of person, definitely. But you're right. Even now in this industry, you know, it's predominantly white men. Um, straight men as well seems to be the dominant. I, I mean, I, I don't personally go around and ask. <laughs> but um, that does seem to be the assumption. I mean, as, like those two things, being young and, and being gay, have you ever felt like that is that has that made you uncomfortable being in this industry or, or, or have you felt quite supported? Yeah, I mean, I felt really supported. I, I'd never say that I've had an issue. I'd say that the issues were more my own issues um, in terms of uh, issues that, that weren't there but maybe I subconsciously thought that they were there in terms of my age and things like that. Um, I've had a few scenarios, don't get me wrong, where, um, you know, I've come across advisors that have been disrespectful um, and have said, uh, you're not very senior, are you, was a comment that I remember. Um, and, and that really ignites imposter syndrome in, in me. Um, and then I just have to work through dealing with that and, and understanding that actually everything I've achieved um, is not through luck, it's through actually doing something, taking action. Um, yeah, so, so I, I think the more that I see other people doing similar things, um, 
you know, this morning, uh, early this morning, I was on a call with another advisor um, who's fantastic, and he was a similar age, and we've got completely different journeys so far, but just having that reassurance that there are people similar to me out there. Today's professional investors are overloaded with more information than ever, from digesting market and economic data to probing new trends and ideas. At Invesco, we help professional investors see the possibilities ahead by cutting through the noise to the ideas that matter. With a proven past and an eye on the future, we bring the latest thought-provoking investment analysis and diverse ideas directly to professional investors. Visit Invesco.com to see how. Invesco, let's advance together. Capital at risk. ...out there, um, that, that helps. Absolutely. So you were saying earlier that you kind of talk to yourself and have to tell yourself that you do, haven't succeeded at these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so how else, you know, if you're kind of having, I like to call it an attack of imposter syndrome, how, how do you talk yourself out of that and, and get yourself back to feeling confident? So I think um, there's a couple of things here. So the first thing is I always ask myself, the thoughts I'm having, and this is imposter syndrome, but it's also wider kind of mental health, whatever thoughts I'm having, are these helping me or are they hindering me? And the majority of the time, of course, they're hindering me and they're going to stop me doing something that I would do. Um, My biggest successes, um, things such as the charitable initiative um, that that kind of accelerated my business and and also my personal brand have come about when I've had imposter syndrome under massive control. Um, And and the ideas have come out and I've realized that I'm um, capable of achieving great things and I can do something regardless of what other people would say. Those those have been the times where my biggest successes have come out. Um, So does this help me? Does this hinder me? If I'm really struggling with a specific area and I can't get over that, then relying on mentors. um, So having people that are are around me, and this is why I do a lot of work now, my way of giving back with newer advisors or younger advisors where I mentor them, um, because I can say, no, actually just simple things like uh, they feel inadequate about the level of clients that they have. And I explain to them, well, actually, I had that too. And, and, and so that helps. And equally, I get that support from other individuals in the industry. And I have mentors and people that I would go to in specific scenarios. And I think that's also a reason why communities and groups, so like next gen and things like that, are so important because they're giving people that access to um, the mentorship. I would say as well, and, it, and it's you know a thing that I always um, sort of bear in mind is you you can't trust everything you read and I saw a really sad example of it and we all know that but I saw a real sad example of this which because um, I've been having periods of imposter syndrome in the last few months and one of the things I saw was um, a business owner who I who I know not in the industry at all um, is running a business which is not profitable it does make a good turnover but it's not profitable at the moment and it has never been profitable yeah I see a news article from that individual where they've done an interview talking about their 10 million pound profitable business right. and those things really don't help when people are struggling with imposter syndrome because we're trying to achieve something which is not actually happening um, and as a new advisor I experienced that so before I even became an advisor um, I experienced uh, challenges where I would speak to experienced advisors and some of them it may have been true but they were giving me such unrealistic income targets that they were pretending to generate that I felt I'm never going to get to that and it was only when I detached myself away from that and thought well I need to aim to what I want to earn, what I want to achieve, X, Y, and Z. 
um, that I then became su successful. That's something in your piece that I remember um, stood out to me is that you said basically, I've got my number of clients and I'm not looking to grow any more than that. So it seems like you are, you're good at knowing your, your limits. I don't want to call them limits, but you yeah. put yourself limits. And do you feel that that is something that helps you to kind of cap your goals? Yes. I, I, I've worked massively on being able to detach myself from wanting more than I need. Um, so this is every part of my life. Um, so it's, from everything down to um, budgeting. So when I first um, started as an advisor, quite obviously I had zero clients and I was sat in a, an office with, with not a single client. Uh, and that part <laughs> was obviously relying on savings. So I had to set myself a really strict budget. And as my business has grown, um, I haven't increased that because I've realized that I can live off of that. I can live a perfectly fine lifestyle that I'm really happy with. So I haven't increased that because if I increase that, then I need to massively increase what the business is turning over. And it's this cyclical fashion that we end up in this greed cycle that I'm not a fan of. So I've kept that really low. Um, in other areas as well, I, I just am happy with what, uh, what I need. So in terms of client numbers, I don't need hundreds of clients. I don't need all of that money. I don't need a team of people around me to make me feel important. Actually, I just would really need a solid sound career that gives me the income that I need and then gives me the ability to save for my financial future in the way that I feel appropriate. And if another advisor is wanting to make millions and millions and millions of pounds, then that's for them. And it's not for me. Love that. <laughs> Sounds like you really know what, what you're doing. So um, one of the last things I wanted to ask you is, um, you know, what are your top three then biggest successes of this year that you're really proud of or biggest achievements? Okay, so number one has to be... Um, I guess, coming through the pandemic. Um, when, the, when the pandemic started, um, again, this is a, on the lines of imposter syndrome. I thought this was a written rule that of course my business must fail now because everyone is panicking about it. Rather yeah. than grabbing the bull by the horns and saying, no, it, it doesn't have to. Um, and, and so I'm, that's my biggest achievement is coming through the pandemic. And actually um, I had the best year financially in a business sense from the pandemic. Um, so that's number one. Uh, number two is, um, I guess, developing other areas. So I used to write down um, sort of bucket lists or annual lists, um, and, and they're great. But for somebody who does suffer from imposter syndrome, that can leave you to feeling like you haven't achieved everything. Um, and then you feel you've been inadequate. <laughs> so I, I moved away. From, yeah, I moved away from doing that. Um, but one of the things that was subconsciously in my mind is I wanted to become, I wanted to have multiple income streams. So I wanted to have the advice business, but venture out into other things still within the industry. Um, so, so I've done that and, you know, I do work with supporting IFAs, doing some compliance activities, um, my sort of uh, toolkits and guides and stuff for other IFAs. Um, so that's another one of my biggest successes. So I launched um, a VCT EIS toolkit, which really the, the core of it was just to help other advisors because it's an area I struggled in. So I thought, well, if I can get my head around all of the technicalities of it and produce a guide that I would be happy to read and then just share it. And, and then people. Very can... useful. Yeah. So that's number two. Um, and then number three, um, I guess, is just the fact that I'm still happy. So I'm, I'm still happy running the business. My clients are happy. Um, and that's my biggest measure of success. It's not so much the finances. It's, it's are we all happy? Um, if we're all happy, then I must be doing something right. 
That is amazing. Thank you so much, Taylor. Um, I'm going to wrap it up there. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, if you have any questions for us or for Taylor, please feel free to get in touch. You can get in touch with us on social media, any social media, at New Model Advisor. Um, otherwise, have a wonderful rest of your day, and thank you for listening. The Advice Show is sponsored by Invesco. Today's professional investors are overloaded with more information than ever. At Invesco, we help professional investors see the possibilities ahead by cutting through the noise to the ideas that matter. Visit Invesco.com to see how. Invesco. Let's advance together. Capital at risk.